All right, we're here on another edition of Salty Business with Bill and Kathy of Argus Farms. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's, it's a mutual trust model. Um, when we first talked to retail experts, you know, and they, they said, you're going to rely on like 100 farmers to just deliver stuff when they feel like it. Like they thought that was a risky model for a store. And, and, and conversely, for farmers, when they hear consignment and that they own the goods, you know, it means they hear taking the risk. And if something happens, it's, you know, it's on them. And they normally don't um, come out well in a consignment model. Um, and what we really had to communicate was that, you know, we were not doing this to shift financial risk one way or another. Um, we really wanted to have them feel like they were owners, they can set the prices of their goods, um, and that um, they have to, they trust our staff to do, like, treat their produce um, with great care, and, uh, and that we trust, you know, that they could, you know, continue to deliver um, you know, on, on good weather weeks, on bad weather mm -hmm. weeks. And uh, we've been, it's been amazing that like that part of the model is a really big surprise because it works so well. And these farmers do such a great job of figuring out what could come in the store. They're very creative. And, you know, if they see like, you know, in the beginning we had orange carrots only and some of the farmers started bringing purple carrots in and others started bringing orange, you know, red carrots. And, and they just, they look at what's in the store every time they make a delivery and then they figure out what, how they could, you know, optimize their mix. So works much better than like a traditional approach yeah um so next question something i'm curious about you know my own business is creating that kind of community feel and when you step into argus you definitely get that kind of community-based feel and i know you know obviously buying from local farmers that adds to it but just from even the consumer side you kind of, there's a very i don't know it's kind of hard to exactly put but like how did you go across kind of reaching out to the, the local Ann Arbor community and was there any things that you did intentionally or is that something that just kind of came to be? I think we were pretty careful when we first started. Okay, so it was an abandoned gas station. It mm -hmm. was really in ruins. There was nothing. It was just a shell of a ga an old gas station. And I think we purposefully started to do our build out and welcome the neighbors, keeping the doors open painting our color choices on the wall and letting people come by and pick which one they thought was the best group of colors. And um, everybody was curious because it had been an empty gas station for so long, and it's in an area where there's a lot of walking traffic. So people had just used it to cut across a parking lot. So by leaving it open and doing a lot of, you know, jack we did jackhammering and scraping, and, I mean, everything you have to do to get an empty shell into... Um, Operation and we had to dig out the gas tanks. Ooh, yeah. So, you know, there's always stuff going on. Yeah. So, digging out gas tanks, all the neighbor kids want to see the big dump trucks and yeah. <laughs> cranes and stuff. So, we tried to just make it like a place you'd want to come. And then we had a volunteer day so people could come and help paint. You know, people could bring their old picnic tables because we needed seating. What else did we do? Yeah, I think it was like we were pretty intentional. It was one of our big worries is can you build a place like that to make it warm and inviting and kind of funky and a place you want to spend time um and so a few things we did were to turn all the benches so that in a, that when you sit there you face towards the middle uh -huh. like you can't sit there and face towards the windows yeah. and look out and work on your laptop it, it doesn't work so you have to face towards the middle um 
our farmers always get free coffee drinks. And so the, the idea is to encourage them to be there and spend as much time as they want there and make it one of their favorite stops. And so if you're there for a half an hour, you're normally going to see farmers deliver. Um, it's, you know, you'll definitely see a situation where, you know, you'll have someone maybe sitting there having a coffee and there might be an Amish farmer sitting there next to them <laughs> and then a professor, you know, next to them. And because of the configuration, it's, they, they, it generates conversation more than kind of separate space. Um, I, and I think, the, you know, the other important part is just our, our staff is really amazing. They're mission driven people that really feel like, you know, want to spend a part of their life working to create this local food system and it and it shows and we 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 also um uh, really appreciated what zingerman's does in their establishments where when you walk into one you feel welcome yeah um and they when their uh, zing train session on 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 customer service they talk about you know how do you create an environment with your staff um that is welcoming that is very comfortable and they and they they definitely have some um, techniques to bring everybody to a level where it's not overbearing customer service. It's it's things that they do um, to make sure people feel comfortable and welcome. So everyone kind of gets greeted, you know, with a, with a with a with a with a nod or a recognition, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that. But authentically, not just yeah. like, oh, okay, a customer has entered. Right. It's authentic. Yeah. yeah. It's authentic and it's but it's little it's differences like that are. yeah make you feel as a customer that you can like i've been noticed and this place is cool and if i have a question like i know like you know there's friendly people that yeah, can yeah. Help. and there's going to be questions because yeah. you know you try to shop and then there's barcodes and you know there's just like it's just different kind of shopping so they have to figure it out and they we want our staff to be somebody that's approachable so and our staff are we hire people that are approachable like that's a key thing they have to be invested in the local food system in some way so everybody on our staff has been part of a csa or worked on an organic farm or you know something like that like has some the students usually come out of the sustainability programs at u of m or high school Mm -hmm. rudolph steiner kids because they're really taught about biodynamic growing and they care about farming so a a real interest in what we're doing is you know it's otherwise it's not going to last yeah customer impression yeah and kathy also really built out an area that welcomes kids like there's not that many places in town where you can go with your kids or your dogs you know, we have places to put the dogs outside, places to put the bikes outside. But with kids, you know, there's tons of toys and kind of cool things and little shopping carts. And um, we found that that's, that's a definite need in the middle of the day, especially. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so is it, were there challenges besides just, you know, picking people who are interested in, in local, you know, sustainable foods, like in terms of creating that company culture within the staff as well? Um and that you could talk about like, or share about? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think a, We're pretty open. Yeah, key um, attribute is a, that everyone shares is a passion for, for local food mm-hmm. um, that's been demonstrated, you know, through something that they've been doing. And so um, so they may be a fantastic barista, um, but they also have a strong interest in local food. Um, if you've got, you know, people that really like to work on the market side and not so much make coffee drinks, they, they have a passion for food and 
Um, so that really is the bind that ties everyone together, mm-hmm. and it makes so it makes um, company events really fun because uh, people like good food. Um, but it also helps build a cohesive group, um, you know, across the whole store. So. But the challenges are that when you have so many smart people who are committed, everybody's going to have maybe their own take on things, and you have to embrace that. You have to just if somebody wants to do something their way, as long as it is good in our system flow and everything, they can help us make improvements. We want everybody to feel like it's their business because, um, yeah, because it's there to support something in our community and our society that's failing, which is the industrial food system. It's mm-hmm. collapsing local farms. So this is built to uphold local farms. And, and everybody's so creative. I mean, our staff is... Just, uh, I, we can't say enough. They, yeah. amaze, they amaze us every day. Awesome. So. What, because uh, that's something as a new business owner I struggle with, is like getting input and channeling people's creativity to do stuff versus the need to like see things that we've been working on, have them grow themselves. So like what's, I don't know, any advice you could share on the balance of taking in people's um, ideas and you know, but also you know, not constantly always like there is a balance between you just need to do some stuff and you need to have the space to try to create your own stuff versus but you want people to be heard. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything you could share on that. Well, okay, I'll give you an example just behind the coffee bar. So our coffee bar is a really important part of our business model because since the farmers get seventy five percent of the the price that they set, we are running on margins that you really can't run a business on. So the coffee bar is critical. And so you have to make really good coffee in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Like, you can't make bad coffee. Yeah. People will immediately know. Mm-hmm. So the recipes and the way of doing it are really important that people are doing them consistently. But we have a lot of staff who have great ideas, and they're kind of like mixologists with drinks. So we're like, yeah, we'll have a seasonal menu. So you want to figure out a drink that's based on something that we have that, is seasonal do it and what do they make the pink batman which is crimson berry tea based soda you know effervescent drink but a staffer made it and it's very popular and so you just kind of find ways to let them do the things they have to do by road but contribute the way that they feel that's i mean that's a non-vegetable one but there's probably a lot of vegetable or produce or meat yeah. Um, no, and it, yeah. I think to have staff also um, feel like it's not that they're just presenting this idea to the deciders, you know, but they, they can run with the idea and like really, okay, that's a great idea. Think through it. Like what are the next three steps? And like, instead of, you know, us, Kathy or me having to think through and make, you know, uh, some judgment um, to build a skill where, you know, people are thinking through you know the implementation challenges how it fits with the culture you know think through all that stuff and then come back again and we end up um you know in some cases people say oh that was an idea but it just was going to be silly it didn't you know wouldn't work because i thought about it more but i think you know it's a continuum and trying to build that as a skill you know in the the organization it's not like you know anyone's perfect but we're trying to get better at, at that kind of a thought process yeah that makes sense um so something else i was curious about is uh working together you know spouses and you know challenges or or benefits of that you like to talk about yeah so 
So we, yeah, yeah. you can see on the podcast, can look at them. But the, uh, so it was definitely one of the things that we um, thought about carefully before we started, and we actually interviewed other um, business owners that were um, spouses uh-huh. and and learned. John and Kath Ruse, and you know, there's a bunch of people in Ann Arbor who own businesses yeah. together. And they they gave us really great advice, like about um, you know, don't be like the like the little league soccer team where you always run to where the ball is and everyone in the organization is running and like co-handling everything that comes up. Like you got to stay in your lane, um, figure out what your lane is and stay in your lane. And then also, you know, if you don't have the skills in some lane, you know, make sure you bring people into the team that have that. And we were really fortunate you know, to have Laura Barch join and Brian who were at Ruse and they really knew retail and, and coffee operations. Um, you know, but for us, it's been um, like one of the key things was it really sucked to be leaving town on some business trip. Like it was fun in the beginning, but after, you know, a bunch of years, it was like, yeah, you know, I'd rather, much rather be spending time with Kathy or spending time in town and finding a way where you can do that. Mm-hmm. has been pretty cool. Um, so, and it's and we also... we do our own things. I mean, yeah. we do stay in our lane and... I mean, it's good in some areas to have overlap so that you have a... If Bill can't get to something, I can do it, or I can't get to something, he can do it. Uh-huh. And that you got to have that, right? Unless yeah. you have, like, complete redundancy in your staff. But um, yeah. for the most part, we... And we're nice about offering... Yeah, we're, we're much guidance to each other. To the, yeah, that we, we really, try to do it nicely. Yeah, because <laughs> you have to do it, like, all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, finding ways to say, you know... Like yes, and you know, supportive of ideas, and like you know, finding how it could work, and you know, it's it's, it's definitely. And uh, retail is tiring, yeah. so you can be cranky. <laughs> so you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, but, you can be exhausted, and the last thing you want to hear is somebody tell you how to do something after you just like we're you know worked a busy shift. So we've I think we've paid special attention to yeah. being careful about how we interact with that kind of stuff. And then just being good servant leaders where we show by example that um, we're there to make everybody um, feel like they have a good, valuable input and and are part, owners of the business, really. And I hope our employees act like that. When they make decisions about certain things, we, we just want to be their backup. Yeah. Some of them are smarter than us. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually... Yeah. Maybe all of them. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I had today, but uh, I really appreciate your coming in and kind of floating and sharing your insights. Yeah, the float was awesome. I, yeah, I want to ask you questions. Yeah. Okay, so, well, because we have a couple employees who work here. Well, yeah. actually, Brogan. Yeah, Brogan. But then Madison, right? No? No. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea, that's yeah. it, who yeah. used to work with us. Yeah. Um, so... And Sarah. Yeah, uh, Sarah. She's she a massage therapist. She was she wanted to mention. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sarah does? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Only once in a while. Yeah. No, okay. there's such an overlap between yeah. uh, food and health. We're finding that with everything health. now. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, I think that might be a a new thing where people say, I, I don't just want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of, we have many on our staff farm part-time and work with us or farm full-time and work with us. So we're finding that people want to exercise what they want to do, so we try to be really flexible because we'd rather have them happy and fulfilled because they're doing that other part of their life. Then. So, okay, so 
how do you find people? Because this is, I can see <laughs> yoga people. Yeah. But what about people who know how to explain about floating? So, for me, I kind of go on the just, if I have a really good feeling on them, um, qualities I look for in people, or people who want to work super hard, who, you know, really love giving great customer service, um, and who want to improve in whatever respects, just want to get better, whatever they're doing. So, uh, my brother was the first person uh, that kind of helped me out full time. And that was just because my brother, so I was like, Andrew, you need to help me move tiles, or Andrew, you need to do that. But he, he'd always kind of come with me marketing ideas, and I'd be like, okay, let's try that out. And, you know, and that just evolved because my dad has a, you know, a small business, and we all helped out with that. Uh, he's a lawyer, so like we would serve people. My mom's his accountant, so I grew up with that. And, um, and then Cassandra came along because she was actually helping out a yoga studio that was here, and we fell in love. And I, we just didn't really want to be apart. Like yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. we just we didn't want to be apart. But I I thought she cool. and I could just kind of tell with her. She is just there are people who who are on it and with it, and then she's on it some other type of level. So I said she's a winner, and I just I want her to be on my team because if you know if she's on my team, then I know I'll be doing well. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you know she she's an owner. My brother's an owner, and then you know for yoga people and we you know with with massage therapists as well it's just you can kind of get a if you get a good feeling from them I, I i go a lot on feelings and then you you find out if people connect and there's an alignment there and i found out you can find out relatively soon um and and, and with us too because it's it can be kind of intense you can you know it just it you you realize quickly um cool. if somebody wants to be there at, you know 9 p.m at night when they've been working all day long things like that but um yeah so yeah well that's that's cute that that's very it's very fortuitous that that happened mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. yeah it was funny because uh, her her dad was angry at her because she was doing uh, web design and she hated it and he's like well you need to get a job and yell at her and it was on my birthday and she was all sad and i said well just just work for me we'll fi- whatever we'll figure it out and we, we were living together at the time so uh we, we figured it out <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, no, my, my family are actually uh, farmers. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where? Um, they used to be in Stockbridge, uh-huh. and, and so they their operation got big, and it was lettuce. Yeah. So they so they're in Florida. They've been there for like seven years. Wow! Wow! wow. Cool. Yeah, so they the, come up and do pumpkins. Yeah. The family wants her to. Her dad wants to work for the farm. So I'm like the elder. I'm like the eldest. So oh. She doesn't want to work for the farm, so I was like, well, we, got, we got to my, make it my, work here. My cousins are a bunch of idiots, so I can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, so it's a, it's a multi-family kind of Yeah, way. and they're all coming in. They're just all, like, they're not they're not trying to do anything else. There's They, they went to college, and then they're just going to go to the farm and... And uh, you know it's 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 male dominant, which I'm fine with, but like I would not be respected. It's just it's that dynamic, mm-hmm. and they're idiots to their so. to their loss. Yeah, right. This right. is this just a shame. Yeah, but but it is good to know that there's still families in farming yeah. because it's still a struggle. Like you hear all these little nice anecdotal stories about succeeding, but. Um, on the whole, it's still a struggle to yeah. get families to stay as farmers unless they're big, like, huge operations. Yeah, um, yeah. 
They're decent. They're they're decent size, but lettuce. Right. It's not corn soybean. Yeah. No. Cook this food. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I really. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Yep. Right. All right. Well, that's really cute.